Now I want to tell you a happy story. There was this donkey, little baby donkey. And one day, this donkey, um, his name was just Donkey. Um, He he went to his mummy and he said, Mummy, mummy, you won't believe what happened to me today. It was amazing. I was minding my own business, tied to a post. And, uh, and then these two men came and they untied me and they took me to this street mummy and they started walking me down the road. And as I was walking down the road, crowds gathered all around me. They came out of their houses and they started cheering me, mummy, and they started waving branches at me. And, and some of them even took their coats off and put them on the, on, the, on the ground so I would walk on them like I was a king, mummy. Mummy, your little donkey has become a celebrity. Your little donkey, I'm famous, mummy. Everybody loves me. And then the mummy donkey said to her little boy donkey, oh, little donkey, you are a little donkey, aren't you? When they were cheering you, when they were clapping, when they were dancing, when they were shouting Hosanna, it wasn't for you. It was for the one you were ushering in to Jerusalem. It was for the one you were carrying. And Brian Dirksen, who's a worship leader who originally told that story, when he told that story, he then said, so whenever I'm leading worship and people are cheering and clapping and dancing, I just remind myself, I'm only the donkey. I'm only the donkey. It's not for me. It's for the one I'm ushering in. That's a great motto for worship leaders. That's a great motto for pastors and preachers. And that's a great motto for every follower of Jesus. I'm just the donkey. Matthew chapter 21. We read this. As they approached Jerusalem... And came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See your king comes to you. Gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their coats on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna! To the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. What does this passage tell us first about Jesus? Not, now, this is the, one of the few stories that is told in all four Gospels. 
Lots of stories are in three Gospels or one Gospel, but not, not a lot in all four Gospels. Obviously, the crucifixion, crucifixion and other stories, but this is one of them. And in the other, in the other Gospels, uh, not in Matthew's version, we're told that just before this triumphal entry into Jerusalem, uh, Jesus had been weeping over Jerusalem and had been weeping in anguish and saying, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you... You haven't listened to the prophets. You, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't be comforted. And now look what's going to happen. He knew that the city he loved was going to be destroyed. And so he wept. And then the next day, as it were, very soon after, he rode in triumph through Jerusalem. And then the very next week, he was crucified. Uh, he, was, uh, um, he was nailed to a cross. He wept over Jerusalem. He was about to die on a cross. And he knew that the same people who cheered him into Jerusalem a week later would be shouting crucify him and would be jeering him. And he still did it. What does this say to us? Jesus, he kept going through the tears and the cheers, and the jeers. He knew what he was about. And sometimes tears and jeers can deflect us, but sometimes cheers can also deflect us, like the danger of that little donkey. Swell our heads. He kept going. He was being obedient to his father. He was saying, I'm going to follow you, father. I'm going to do what you call me to do. He, he was obedient through the, the tears, the cheers, and also the jeers. He chose obedience. And that's one of the reasons we love him. Because he always did what his father asked him to do. He chose a donkey and its colt. And the colt of a donkey is like a little baby donkey. It's a donkey's baby. And... Um, And this was really significant in a way that 2,000 years later we can't understand. In those days, everybody knew that when a new Caesar was to be crowned, the new Caesar would sit on the finest horse the Roman Empire could find. It would be the biggest, the most beautiful, the strongest, the fastest. He would sit on that horse and he would ride through Rome and crowds would come out And they would cheer him as he rode this magnificent steed up to the hill where he was to be crowned the new Caesar. Jesus rode into Jerusalem, not only on a donkey, but it was a donkey tied to the donkey's little baby donkey. It looked ridiculous. It looked ridiculous. And it was deliberate. How many of you... This is going to be bad. How many of you have seen the film Two Mules for Sister Sarah? Four, five, six. All right, it's hopeless. When, When he preaches, was it last week? When he preaches, it's not Moana, I've said it again, Frozen. Uh, It's excerpts from Frozen or... um, Thomas the Tank Engine, 
or there was another one. Anyway, there was Thomas the Tank and Jamana, and everyone knew and everyone laughed. I try and come up with a film, no one's ever heard of it. Uh, but, but basically, it was this, this pretend nun. She was sitting on this donkey, um, with it, and, and it just looked ridiculous. Well, even more, even that was the illustration that was never going to work, it was never going to fly. But, <laughs> but Jesus, Jesus, it looked ridiculous. And yet he chose it, and he chose it deliberately because he wanted to say that his kingdom was a different kingdom. He wasn't riding into Rome to be crowned ruler of the known world. He was riding into Jerusalem in order to be crowned with a crown of thorns, in order to be nailed to a cross which would be his throne. And he rode on a donkey to signify that his kingdom is about humility. It's about strength in weakness. It's about submission. It's about service. And it's about love. It's about love. He stooped to conquer, to quote a play that also none of you will have heard of. Does anyone, anyone ever? No, it doesn't, I'm not even going to ask anymore. He stooped to conquer. That's what it was about. And he came to say, my, my kingdom is different. What does this story say to us? It says to us that God calls us. He calls us to go through the tears to keep going. To keep going through the cheers and to keep going through the jeers because that's what our master did. When we sense God is speaking to us, it really is, as Eugene Peterson said, about a long obedience in the same direction. I believe the gift of plodding is the most underappreciated gift in the church today. Just to go one more round, just to get up again, and in our world, in our world, that is so, and you do that, 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 that's so necessary. And you do that when you, when you live out of conviction. When you live out of conviction, not out of simple contentment. The Lord needed the donkey. It says in that reading, uh, that um, uh, Jesus said to the two disciples, go into this village and you'll see a donkey tied to a post. Uh, they'll ask you, where are you taking the donkey? And you say, the Lord needs it and they'll let you have it. Now that was a miracle. Now, he hadn't set that up, you know, and, and they said, the Lord needs it. And it was only a donkey, but the Lord needed the donkey. Andy is only a donkey, but the Lord needs him for his purposes. You are only a bunch of donkeys, but the Lord needs you. I am a stallion. <laughs> I thought I'd say that because no one else is going to flip and say that round here. I am also a donkey. But the Lord, you know what? The Lord needs us not because he's needy, 
but because he wants to do his work through us. And we get up and we say, we're going to go for it with you, Lord. And you know what? That which the Lord needed was miraculously provided. And that, I believe, is the final word this morning from me. That which God orders, he pays for. He always pays for. That which Jesus orders, he provides. And he will provide for us. He always has done. I'll just say this. We, we, um, a year ago, just over a year ago, we set a budget that was scary. That we thought, oh my goodness, how's this going to happen? As we have done every year. And we just come to the end of the financial year, end of March. And whilst there's all sorts of, you know, the accountant's got to, you know, fiddle the figures, whatever he does. But it, it, we're certain, we're certain that we reached the goal and gone a bit over. The Lord has provided in a way that is beyond understanding and he will provide. And he will provide as we seek to do his will, as we seek to step out in his name. I haven't even mentioned the joining of the two buildings. I mean, if we say too many things, um, we'll, you'll all leave and end up at St Andrew's eating Thai food and some of us will be left here <laughs> wondering how we can sell this place. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. The Lord, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. And so we go for it together. We go for it together. And also, last phrase, he will provide for us individually individually you know I know how hard it is you know with apart from the fears of what how Ukraine could escalate and even if it doesn't escalate what is happening there isn't is utterly tragic it's like I, I keep thinking I can't I can't watch much more of this I don't know about you this is too painful to watch Lord please please end this please may this turn out all right this is another nightmare we're going through this is a nightmare, another nightmare we're going through, and it's not far away. But also on top of that, there's things that affect all of us, like the, the rise in, um, in um, electricity and gas prices and fuel. And uh, I've got one of those apps that, um, that tell you how much, how much you've used and how much you've spent in the last 10 minutes. And I, I looked at it the other day, and it was such a mistake it was such a mistake. And I know that, you know, that it, it, the, next, the next few years are, are not going to be easy. But we belong to him. And our prayer will be, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Individually. Individually. As well as together as a church. He is faithful. That I do know. He is faithful. And we serve and we support one another. And we serve and support the wider church. And what a wonderful way to live by giving ourselves away. Amen.
band, why don't you come up and give everyone some hope? And um, what we're going to do now, I was wondering which of the band I could pick on. And by the time I chose, they were all here and I missed the boat. Uh, we got a little bit of time. <laughs> um, and what we're just going to do is we're going to wait on the Lord. And we're going to ask him to meet with us. And particularly, yeah, let's just wait on the Lord. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask now that you send your Holy Spirit. And Lord, would you, would you fill us, Lord, with fire, with passion, with compassion, with your tender mercies. And Lord, would you give us a spirit of generosity that we would give ourselves away, that we would give ourselves away, Lord. We pray your blessing. We pray your blessing. Come to us now. And Lord, I pray particularly for those who are in fear right now, for those who are anxious, for finances, for the future, for relationships, for whatever it might be. Lord, would you meet with us? Come by your spirit, we pray. Now just for a few moments, let's wait. Now let's, let's just quietly stand together. Let's stand together. And as we sing our, our final official song of worship, if you're sensing God's spirit resting on you or speaking to you, just come forward and stand at the front and others would love to pray for you. Or maybe you'd like prayer for something else, for healing. Or you are struggling with fear or anxiety or, or just the unknown or your heart is heavy, maybe you've lost someone or something and your heart is heavy, bring it to Jesus and it will be a privilege to pray for you. So we're going to sing our final song of worship as we do. If you'd like prayer, please come and just stand here and someone will come and pray for you. Let's worship. I see His love and mercy.
this mic was calling people forward for prayer, I was looking at the floor and I just saw a little stain on the carpet. And I felt like somebody here, as Mike was calling forward for prayer, just felt, I'm not worthy. I've got this stain on me. Something's happened and I'm not worthy and God wouldn't want to meet with me. And I just wanted to reassure whoever that is that he really does want to meet for you. And please, please come forward for prayer. And if, if that's you, you know that's you. You maybe wanted to come forward, but you felt that. Just come. Just come. None of us are worthy, but he makes us worthy. That's the wonder of the gospel. Just come. We'd love to pray for you. Otherwise, let's continue singing our final song of worship. Hosanna, 
And on and on 